What is up, y'all? It's B Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Uh, this might end up being a super show because for this episode in particular, certain news just kept pouring in and I'm like, oh shit, I can talk about that. And I'm like, oh shit, well I can talk about this as well. So it's going to be a lot of shit and I don't know exactly how long this episode is going to be. But we're going to see. But before we get into all of that, please follow me, the host, Be Dangerous, on my social media pages on Instagram and Twitter at TheBeDangerous. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and this very podcast that you're listening to right now on Spotify and wherever podcasts are available. Let's get it, y'all. <clears throat> so the WNBA games that I told y'all were coming up, I'm going to cover those games, give y'all the scores of those, as well as the ones that have passed, passed up. So the Dream played the Aces. The Aces won 93-73. Liberty played the Sparks, and the Sparks ended up losing this game 69-76. The Phoenix Mercury played the Indiana Fever, and the Fever won by one point, 72-71. The Lynx played the Sun. The Sun ended up winning 79-69. The Dallas Wings played the Seattle Storm, and the Wings won 76-65. And the Dream played the Mercury, and the Mercury ended up winning that game 91-71. to And I also told y'all that I wanted to cover some slam ball standings because I didn't know exactly what was going on. And just like my social media pages heard me, they put up the standings, the slam ball page. So the Mob are now leading. They're undefeated. They are 8-0. The Buzzsaw are 6-2. The Slashers are 4-3. The Wrath are not so, don't really have a rack going on because they their record is 3-7. and seven. The Rumble are 1-4. The Ozone are tied with the Rumble, also being 1-4. The Gripethons are 1-4. And, and the Lava are winless with 0-4. Now, I could be tripping, because I used to watch Slam Ball back in the day, like I said before. And the two original teams... The Mob and the Rumble, I feel like the Rumble could be better than what they are. But, like I said, no one's really used to them playing consistently. Because it's like damn near every weekend there's a slam ball game going on. And I like I actually like the schedule. But these names are just kind of... Eh. It's kind of annoying me because I'm like, you had the teams there. Why not bring... The old teams from the back back days. Because I hope I hope they would have kept the steel. And I'm sorry they didn't. Because that's the team Stan Fletcher was on. And I love Stan Fletcher. Slam ball um, legend. But yeah, some of these names just kind of make me... Eh. Like Lava, Gripethons, and Ozone. I guess they would be cool names. But I would have to actually, actually watch the teams play it in order to like really feel the names. Because... The Gripethons were just one team named I just looked at in this kind of side-eye because, ugh, yeah. But, to each its own, to each its own. And this might end up being a low-key wrestling podcast because there's a lot of wrestling news that I wanted to talk about. But before we even do that, we're going to get into some football news here. So, Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back has been suspended for three games for his role in a fight in Vegas last year. And pretty much it resulted in a man being injured. And he, instead of him going to trial and going through the whole thing, he just wanted to get a plea deal out of the way. And pretty much, 
he had to pay this guy's medical bills, which added up to $105,000, as well as the three-game suspension. And one thing that I can respect about this man in particular is the fact that he owned what he did. He owned it. He wasn't proud of it. He apologized for it. And he's going to serve his time and try to do what he can to get back on the field and improve himself. And I can definitely respect him because there are so many players who get into situations, embarrassing situations, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's getting into a fight or anything like that. Anything that that can and will result in a um, suspension of some sort, of course they're going to feel some type of way. But most players will just try to gaslight and say it wasn't them or just pretty much do anything to deflect the situation off of them because they're guilty. And nobody wants to admit that they've done something wrong. But at the end of the day, you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is not me. I know I'm better than this, and I know that this is not in my character, because that could have been anybody in that fight, and you would never want to be a part of a situation where someone gets seriously injured and you're the cause of it, because I know for me, I would feel, I would harbor a lot of guilt, because it's not in my heart to intentionally hurt somebody, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't really know what the fight was about or whatever the case might have been in that situation, but he's pretty much, he's shown remorse, he's apologized for it. And this is going to probably hurt him a little bit because, well, let me not say that. Because there have been players that have been in certain situations and they went back to their career like nothing happened. But I do know this, though. You have three extra games to sit around and you can rest or do whatever it is that you do. Mr. Kamara, you stay out of trouble and you get yourself ready for the season. Because I know that the Saints need you at the running back position. Even if they don't want to pay you, you know you still got to go out there and do your job as their running back. So please do yourself a favor. Stay out of trouble. Keep, keep your head clear. And just focus on the goal of getting back on the field. And let's see. What other stuff do we have to talk about? Oh, yeah. A little bit of college football news. So... Seven students are charged with seed. And NCAA, like, NCAA rules are always a little bit tweaked. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that sports frowns upon is gambling of any sort. Gambling on your team while you're still on the team. Because that's what's keeping Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. Yes, he's one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. But he still has that scarlet letter of being a damn cheater. Same thing with Lyle Alzado. If you cheat in sports, whether you use PEDs or you gamble against your team while you're still on there, then they're going to pretty much brand you as such and pretty much outlaw you from the sport that you worked your ass off to be great at. And that has to be a bad thing. And I don't even know exactly which students there were. And I'm sure they haven't put their names out because, of course, they're college students and they probably don't want to put their names out there. But gambling is absolute no-no. And the NCAA, ah, the NCAA rules are always going to be a little tweaked. But there are guys that will bend the rules 
so their players can go under the radar and they can give them certain things that they quote unquote shouldn't have as college students. But you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. I know the NCAA is going to do what they can to handle all seven students when the time comes. And I'm actually going to be looking into that story to see exactly what's going to happen and what the end result is going to be. But yeah, that's kind of fucked up because you guys were looking for a gambling sting and you're like, okay, we got these seven students here. And I'm sure they thought they had gotten away with it because I'm sure that they thought they were doing something fun or whatever the case might have been. But when they got slapped with those charges, I'm sure the fun got sucked right out of it. Let's see what else we got. Ah. Paul Heyman was on first take. And it still tweaks. It still tweaks that ESPN is even acknowledging wrestling now. Because you guys know that if you were a professional wrestling fan in the 90s, ESPN or any any major news outlet would pretty much turn their noses up at professional wrestling. Because they said, of course they used the whole thing. Wrestling is fake and it's nothing but a bunch of guys in their underwear that are on steroids grabbing each other and touching each other. That's pretty much what the mainstream media thinks of professional wrestling. But to see Paul Heyman on there, I'm just like, wait, wait, why are you here? Why are you here? Like, of course he's going to go on there and hype up Roman Reigns to get more hype on SummerSlam coming up. But it's still like, I'm not used to it. It's always an acid trip whenever I see any type of wrestling anything on ESPN because they turn their nose up to sport it for so long. You know what I'm saying? But him and Stephen A, they did their thing. They shot the shit or whatever. And I might watch SummerSlam this year. Like, I try my best to keep up with wrestling more than I did before. And I've gotten back into it, but not like I was before. And because this is one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, I have to watch it. Because I know I have some matches I want to cover. And see if Roman is going to lose. Lose the belt. But we shall see. Also, this is this is the wrestling part of the show. So, Ted DiBiase could face up to 45 years imprisonment in criminal case. And pretty much he did conspiracy to commit fraud and money laundering. Which is pretty much the same thing that Brett Favre was into. Because I looked into that whole story. I think I even talked about it on the show show a couple of times or not. But, sir, you had more than enough money. Hell, you were you were born in fucking money. Your father was the quote-unquote million-dollar man, and that wasn't just a moniker. He really had fucking money. And you choose to commit fraud. And this whole case just screams entitlement because you boldly did this shit when you didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? If someone has X amount of money or they would be considered rich... You have no business trying to fraud somebody else out of their money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even sure what company he was in, but pretty much shit like that, that's absolute grounds to get you blackballed from wrestling. Because Ted DiBiase really wasn't one of my favorites in Legacy, or even as a singles wrestler. Like, there was something about him that I just, it didn't click. And usually when I feel like that towards somebody, there's a reason for it. I might not know what that reason is right now, but down the line, I always see the person for who they are. 
And it's like Ted DiBiase, I think, is an entitled, spoiled little brat who felt like he could get away with this. But then when he got caught, it's like, well, what are you going to do now? Like, your daddy can't help you. Your brothers can't help you because you did this shit. And now if you are convicted and you're and you got to pay and you got to go through all 45 years of that imprisonment, they're pretty much you're fucked, sir. I'm sorry. You're absolutely fucked because that is absolutely not okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, Vince McMahon was served a subpoena and a search warrant by the feds. They were investigating years of cover-ups for the rape and sexual harassments. And, as expected, no charges were brought against the allegations. Now, I talked about this last year, and the anniversary of Vince's quote-unquote retirement was a year. Was a year in July. And just knowing that this man had to had to fucking let talent go because he quote-unquote didn't have the money because he was paying off accusers? That screams guilt. Yes, I know. I Vince McMahon gave me the greatest years of my damn life in wrestling. And I would never take that away from him. But in the same breath, what's wrong is wrong. You did what you did. And now that you're pretty much on your last legs, literally... You're going to do everything you possibly can in your power to keep your nose clean and keep the business clean. And I've I've always talked about this. Like Vince's hands were never clean. Before he became the owner of the company when he was the commentator. Hey, listen, there's no telling how much shit that Vince got away with for real. And then he pretty much scrubbed it clean. Scrubbed everything clean so... It was spotless. And even if something did happen, you wouldn't be able to tell if you went and looked through everything. But if you got a subpoena and you and no criminal charges are brought because they quote-unquote didn't find anything, you probably had to hide whatever you were hiding like hell. Because I know there are bigger things out there. And I know there's probably more stuff that he is hiding. But we're never going to know about that until probably Vince McMahon's death. And since Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon, we never know when that's going to be. And I'm like, if you think that Vince McMahon is actually going to go to trial and go to prison for this or even be punished in any way possible, you got to be crazy. Because this man is like Trump. He has more money than God. You You sexually harassed. Women, and possibly men, let's be honest. And you feel like you can buy every everybody off because you can. What was done in the dark always comes to the light, Vince. So you better pray. You better pray like hell that there is not a stake in your heart. Because you've been through this shit before with the steroid scandal. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been sued more times than Martha Stewart has. And even still, Martha Figure is still a beloved figure in some way. And just like Vince McMahon is, you have everything going. You run the multi-million dollar company that is the WWE from the ground up. Instead of going right, just keep going right. Why would you keep why would you want to go left on the low? 
but that ain't for me to decide. It's really not. Also, we have Tony Khan responding to Triple H saying AEW was a secondary promotion. Well, the first thing I thought when I heard about this was, where did Hunter lie at? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a lie. Like, granted, if you're running the company, you're going to want to do what you can to defend your brand, as any boss should. But Hunter was not wrong. As long as WWE still has a breath in them, any wrestling promotion that's under them is going to be a secondary or or pretty much third promotion. Because AEW was never the primary promotion when it was just them and WWE in town. That's like, let's say... Triple H would say CZW was a indie promotion. And they are. Or say they were like a secondary promotion or something like that. And the owner of that company got upset and tried to fight against try to fight against that with in response to that. You really can't be mad because even though AEW has made a lot of moves and have done a lot of great things over the years, for the past couple of years, you still have a long way to go when it comes to being Pat comes to surpassing WWE because that's pretty much been the MO since the fucking 90s is to find some way to take WWE down and reign overall all the wrestling world. Well, Tony, even though you have done some amazing things in AEW, I love your talent. I love the matches that you put on and the storylines aren't that bad either. Like, I definitely have to give it up to their creative team. They do their thing over there. But as long as WWE has a heart, you will always be the secondary promotion. Whether you like it or not, you can kick and scream about this all the hell you want to. You can defend your, you can defend your company with every breath you have and beat on your chest and say that you're not. But it is what it is. You are. Hell, WCW, even when they even when they were kicking WWE's ass, they ended up proving to be exactly what Hunter said about AEW. A secondary promotion. Because the mistakes they made were ultimately ended up being their undoing. Because there wasn't one isolated incident that caused it, that caused WCW to go down. It was them trying to react to everything that WWE was doing. And then when WWE started kicking their asses, they stopped giving a fuck and took their eyes completely off the fucking ball. So, you can defend your company, AEW, all the hell you want to. You should. You're running the company. And you signed the damn checks. But, Triple H was not wrong for what he said. And, you are a secondary promotion. I'm sorry. Like I said, be mad all you want to, because I was never the kid so watched one promotion. I wasn't the kid that just watched WCW. I didn't just watch ECW. I only like I didn't just watch WWE because I watched a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't just. But still, I'm gonna have my favorites and watch my favorites in this company and that company and that company. But still, WWE is top of the mountain. And it's gonna take a hell of a lot. It's gonna take a hell of a company in order to bring them down, if it's even fucking possible.
let's see what else we got to talk about. Cause like I said, it's a lot of shit. A lot of shit I wrote down. Let's see, guys. Oh, 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 oh. And how about I seen who was on the USA team? My boy on the Lakers, Mr. Austin Reeves, has earned himself a spot on Team USA. And I'm absolutely proud of him. Because if this season showed me anything, it showed me that this boy can ball. Even though he came off the bench and he didn't have a starting spot, Austin Reeves definitely provided some spark that the Lakers desperately fucking needed. Especially during the second half of the year. And to see him get a nod and he gets it acknowledged as a Team USA player... That shows that he wasn't just an irrelevant scrub on the damn team. Because there are a lot of people who will undermine the Lakers players, say, oh, this player ain't shit, this player ain't that, while giving praises to their team. But just because he's on the Lakers, people want to discredit him. No. If you even watch a single game of Austin Reeves' play, he's a streaky player. He still needs some work, of course, like any player would. But this is going to give him more of a light to shine and to show what he could do on the basketball court even more because Team USA isn't a small feat. You know what I'm saying? So congratulations to Mr. Austin Reeves. Shout out to him. And I'm definitely going to be checking out the highlights to see what he's going to be doing there. Also, a little bit of CZW stuff. I watched a DVD. I watched a documentary that I always planned on watching. But never really got around to it. But yesterday, I'm like, you know what? Let me check this shit out. And I watched the Nick Sick Mondo documentary. And pretty much what I got, because I got in a CCW like maybe a couple of years ago. I seen crazy highlights and shit. I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? And if you don't know what CCW is, just imagine... The height of ECW. Now injected with some steroids. And add more violence. That's what CZW is. And Nick Mondo. After watching it. I have a newfound respect for him. Because you can clearly see who his influences are. And this is just what I think. Take CM Punk, add Jeff Hardy, then add Mick Foley and add Sabu. You get this man. And some of y'all might know who I'm talking about if, you in, if you're into indie wrestling and stuff like that. But pretty much, this guy put his body through hellacious, hellacious damage. Because even watching... The Undertaker and Mick Foley Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring 1998. That was tame compared to the shit that he went through. Like, this man only wrestled four years before he had to retire. And putting your body through that amount of punishment, you would have to retire because you can't keep taking so many big bumps off of a damn truck and not even half, not even through tables, but just straight down to concrete. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't survive that time and time again. Because I watch that, I'm like, well, what the... Well, shit. And I'm not even a squeamish person. Because I watch all types of contact sports. 
And I've seen some shit, okay? I've definitely seen some shit. But to see what this man put his body through over and over again was absolutely insane. Because it's like... Because I think he he had punctured his back and he was bleeding like hell and they had to wrap him back up and he just kept wrestling. And like I said, Mick Foley would probably watch this guy and be proud as hell. Because I know Mick has done some shit in his career in violent matches, but even I think that Mick Foley would have drawn the line here. Because you dealing with glass, you going through tables, you hit people with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Those light fixture things, you break your body on those, you go through barbed wire, like literally every ultimate ultimate violent thing you could possibly imagine just imagine that in one of his matches and mick had a long and storied career as we know but i'm sure he would have retired too if he would have had to go through half of what nick mondo did so i definitely have more respect for him because i know who he is now because if you guys know anything about me you'll know that i absolutely love watching documentaries because that expands my knowledge it ex- it expands my knowledge more. It helps me get into stuff more. And the best way to get into something is go to the past. Because if you go to the past, that'll bring everything to the future much faster than what you would expect. And it was like that in all sports. But yeah, Nick Sigmondo, you definitely have my respect. And I'm definitely going to watch more of his matches and plus check out other documentaries of CZW wrestlers, if they even have them or if they even exist. Also, I gotta give a shout out to my girl Diana Tarasi. She is the very first WNBA player to reach 10K points. And she is also the three pointer all time leader. And she recorded her fourth 40 point game, which is most in the WNBA. And that was one of Kobe's girls. So I have no choice but to give it up for Diana Taurasi. Because she's been around doing this for so long. And consistently doing it. With one team. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's rare. Especially in this day and age. So Diana Taurasi. Keep doing what you do. Hats off to you. And let's see. Do I have anything else to talk about? Because knowing me, I'll fuck around and forget something. But yeah. I think that's it. I've had a t- chance to even relax it. I just got home from fucking work. And I'm like, you know what? I got all these notes sitting in front of me. And if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So I'm like, let's give them another show. Because y'all ran the listens up on the last one. Four listens in, what, five hours or something? Well, I'm going to need y'all to run this one up too. So after I share this to you guys, and if you made it this far in the show, thank you very much. And you definitely a real one. Please run the listens up on this so I can surpass the up. Uh, my last episode but let me get my ass out of here so i can rest because i'm very fucking tired thank you guys so very much for continuing to support dangerous sports talk and me be dangerous is always appreciated and i don't want it to go unnoticed please follow me on instagram and twitter at db dangerous also follow dangerous sports talk the facebook page in this very podcast right now dangerous sports talk on spotify wherever podcasts are available And on that beautiful, beautiful, tired-ass note, I'm going to get my black ass out of here. Peace.